You are Locked On Clemson, your daily podcast on the Clemson Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Clemson Nation, and welcome into the Locked On Clemson Podcast. Happy Tuesday. I'm your host, Ellis Tolbert. We're going to be talking more about the spring previews. Last episode, we did offensive line, the quarterbacks, and the tight ends. In this episode, we'll be doing the wide receivers and the running backs. We'll talk in-depth about those positions, what we're looking for in the spring, the depth chart, and what we're hoping for coming into fall. All of that right here at Locked On Clemson. Follow me on Twitter, at Ellis Tolbert. E-L-L-I-S-T-O-L-B-E-R-T for more conversation. I'd love to have that with you there. And be sure to subscribe to the Locked On Clemson podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, it's for free. That way you can get the episodes whenever they drop. You don't want to miss a single one. We're going to keep you up to date with all things Clemson Athletics. Do us another huge favor and rate and review the show, if you will. That'll help us out more than you know. Big show coming up. More spring previews, wide receivers, and running backs. Let's get after it. All right, so the last episode, we were talking about tight ends. Uh, and we're going to piggyback, kind of mesh these two segments together uh, because I, there's some of those guys on the tight end position that's going to have a chance to go out and play out wide at wideout in certain packages. So we're getting into that uh, more here. If you're the wideouts coach in Tyler Grisham, you've got your hands full. You've got a lot of guys with a lot of talent that need to be on the field. But that's a great position to be in if you're the wideouts coach. You're going to have a chance to put out players, and then their backups are going to come in and produce, and then those guys' backups are going to come in and produce. So that's great for the Clemson offense. It starts at the top, though, with Justin Ross. We know what we have in Justin Ross. This guy is a monster. His debut in 2018 was nothing short of spectacular. He was on everybody's list, great player, He's going to have that Mike Williams kind of return. You know, Mike Williams didn't get to play in 2015, the neck injury against App State. He ended up missing that whole season. We missed him in the playoffs. But then going for the next season, we saw how dominant he was. He was still that guy. And I think Justin Ross is going to do the same. Now, he's still in shape. He's been out there running routes and catching balls with the quarterbacks the last year. But he has not been in contact drills, so it's going to take a little time for him to get ready. I do not think... He's going to be ready for the spring, so we're going to have to omit him from the spring depth chart. If he does, it's going to be a miracle, and I'll be excited to see it, but I'd rather him take the whole year, just get ready to go, and come out there guns blazing for Georgia. But we know how important this player is. He's going to be the linchpin of the success of this Clemson offense, so excited about Justin Ross. Behind him, though, you got a lot of other guys who are ready to kind of solidify themselves as the next man up. It was supposed to be Joseph Ngata last season. Had an abdominal injury, just wasn't ready to play, missed a lot of last season. You also had Frank Latson, a guy who battled not only injury, but also the dropsies. Uh, I don't know what it was. Maybe it was the sophomore slump. Ready for him to get back on track. Behind him, you have a lot of other guys, though, out there really fighting for some playing time. And I think that they're going to make the best of their opportunities Specifically with a guy like EJ Williams. EJ Williams later in the year showed us that he looked kind of like Justin Ross. Both guys went to the same high school, Phoenix City in Alabama. These guys are going to be great for us. But then you have a lot of youth coming in. Ajoa Joe is still young for us. 6'3, 215 pounds, raw. But when we saw when he's out there, he can make plays. He just has to hone in the fundamentals, the, the small things. And that's one of the things that Dabo Sweeney and Tyler Grisham has been tasked with, getting this guy ready to play college football. 
Got Brandon Spector coming back. In my opinion, he's probably going to play that two-man position. He's going to be the slot for Clemson. I, I know a lot of people are like, oh, what about other? Brandon Spector is going to be one of the better slots that we've had. He's got better speed and size than Hunter Renfro. He does not quite have Hunter Renfro hands, but when the ball is in his hands, he can make things happen. He's pretty quick. We got some young guys. Bo Collins coming in, who already has rapport with DJ Uyunglele. He was a star wide receiver out in St. John Bosco in California. So I'm excited about that. Dakari Collins, big body, 6'4", 200 pounds. We love that. We want more of that. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, this wideout group for Clemson is good. And I'm not even finished talking about him. Will Brown, I, I look, he's a redshirt senior. He's not going to get a whole lot of playing time. Him and Will Sweeney, you know, they're not going to get they're not going to get a whole lot of playing time just because that's the nature of it. But they will absolutely play, and you'll be like, dang, these guys look really good because the bar has been set for Clemson to be wide receiver. You, I don't care what I've heard from other places. Clemson is still wide receiver you right now, in my opinion. That's not bias. That's facts. Look at the stats. Look at how they have been successful over this last decade plus. I really think Clemson has done a great job with the wide receivers, despite having multiple wide receiver coaches. So, again, I'm excited about these this group of players. I think the starters are going to be the five-man position, Joseph Ngata. The nine-man position, Justin Ross. And the two is going to be a combination of EJ Williams and Brandon Spector. I think EJ Williams can play in that slot position. He's a different body type. We've seen that we've already tried that with DeAndre Overton. It does have success if a guy's ready to play that position. I think EJ Williams is probably uniquely more set up to play that slot type position than a guy like DeAndre Overton was. But still, I think he's going to be great. Behind those guys, going to have a Joe a Joe. Um, I really think that uh, EJ is going to have a chance to play the nine man two. He's probably going to play all over. He has a chance to play five, nine, and two. Um, you know, I think the next guy up could be Dakari and Bo. I think both of those guys can really get out there and play. Will Sweeney's going to get a lot of chances to play uh, the slot uh, later in games, but he's going to have a chance to really go out there and play. Uh, it, it is what it is. I know a lot of people can't stand it when they get those guys out there. We want to score more points. It's the fourth quarter. We're already beating somebody like a drum, and we want more points. And you have Hunter Helms out there. And he's throwing to Will Brown and Will Sweeney. It is what it is, folks. Those guys got to play too. They are scholarship players now. <laughs> so it is what it is. But I really like what we're seeing out of these guys. And then again, as I kind of alluded to earlier in the segment, I think you're going to see Sage Ennis get a chance to be split out wide. I think you're going to see Braden Galloway be split out wide. I think you're going to see Jake Brenningstool come in early and play out wide. He's already got the body, 6'5", 220 pounds. He can play both on the line of scrimmage and put out wide. And not necessarily out wide. I don't think that's what's going to happen. They'll probably put him uh, on the line of scrimmage close to the tackle. But still, these guys have an opportunity to really get out there. So you can, you can really work around with what Clemson has. Their speed all around, their size. Again, Brandon Spector is going to be the shortest starter, and he's at 6'1". So I'm excited about that. You got Joseph Ngata, 6'3". Frank Latson, 6'3". Justin Ross, 6'4". 
the young guys, Bo Collins, 6'4". You've got Dakari Collins teetering 6'5". EJ Williams, 6'4". I'm excited about everything that I'm seeing with this wideout group. And I think it's going to really help Clemson and having a guy like DJ Uyunglele. I would not be surprised until we really solidify that running back position. And we'll talk about that in just a few seconds. That Clemson doesn't throw the ball more often this season. We already saw that trend last season. Even with Travis Etienne, now some of that had to do with the run blocking and taking what the defense gives you, but I think Clemson's really going to be able to impose their will in the passing game on teams. That's just going to make the running game even more of an impactful type thing for this offense. When they're balanced, it's over. The years that we've seen Clemson be balanced, it has been over for their competition. So I'm really excited about that. Coming up in just a few seconds, though, we're going to be talking about the running back group. These guys are going to be loaded, <laughs> just like the wideouts. There's a lot of running backs on this roster. How does Clemson run those guys out on the field, especially with new running back coach C.J. Spiller? We'll have more of that in just a few seconds. Before I do that, though, let me tell you about my friends over at rockauto.com. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. We all know that. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. Over at RockAuto.com, they always offer the lowest prices possible rather than changing the prices based on what the market will bear like the airlines do, and that's just sickening. RockAuto.com is for everybody. doesn't require any kind of memberships or account logins. Just go on, get what you need. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose all the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure to write locked on in their how did they hear about us box so that they know I sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. We're covering everything you need to know about the Clemson Tigers here at Locked On Clemson, but what about the rest of sports? Now, the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We're all in here at Locked On Clemson. Thanks for sticking with us. We're going to talk about the running backs now, a group that I am super excited about because they have a lot of talent there, but I'm concerned at how they manage it. Uh, you know, we know how the transfer portal is. A lot of guys see that opportunity dwindle and they're like, I'm out. I, I don't want to deal with this. And we'll see what happens. Uh, I never want to say never with any of these guys because it could always happen to anybody. We've seen already a lot of players go ahead and leave, but that's okay. But I really like the group that we have. Now, they are going to be filling in for some massive shoes. Again, the greatest running back in not only Clifton history, but the ACC history in Travis Etienne. He's moved on to the NFL, presumably going to be a first or second round type guy. Now, it's all about who is next. I don't know that Clemson's going to have a 
just a two-man rotation. I think this is going to be more of a three- or four-man rotation because they're going to have to until they figure it out. I think the starter, as of now, is going to be Lynn J. Dixon, though. I think Lynn J. Dixon was going to be the starter last season before we all got news that Travis Etienne would be returning for his senior season. Something that not a lot of people saw happening, but I thought it was a good thing for Travis. Despite him not having a lot of rushing yards, it looking pretty paltry, being stopped, a lot of that was not on him, and everyone understands that. Plus, you kind of have to think about how defenses dictated games against Clemson offensively. They, they really sold out to stop Travis Etienne. We understand how important Travis Etienne is for any offense, so I think that goes into factor, and it doesn't look like it made a big deal that he doesn't have a lot of rushing yards. In fact, he's still the highest-rated running back, according to Mel Kuyper, on the draft board. So <laughs> it is what it is. I like what Travis Etienne did, but Lynn J. Dixon was going to be the guy and, you know, Lynn J. Dixon himself molded with the should I transfer thing, it is what it is type deal. But he ended up staying and was good for the Tigers. Now, he had spurts last year. I don't think he was fully healthy the entire season. But hopefully we'll have a completely healthy uh, Lynn J. Dixon going into spring and going into the season this year. I think he'll be the starter. I think he's going to put on a little bit more weight to play a little heavier. He's 5'10". Right now, 195, I think he'll probably get to 205. He gets into that range, I think he'll be able to keep the burst and speed. For some guys, it doesn't work. We saw Travis Etienne try to get up to 212, was just a little too much for him. Went down to 190, definitely still retained the leg strength, still retained the balance, but was still running through tackles. Really like that. I think Lynn J. Dixon needs to beef up a little bit now that you're going to be the guy that's going to get the bulk of the load. But behind him is going to be Ches Malusi. Ches Malusi is another guy that I think could actually end up getting more carries than he has before in the past. Um, Ches Malusi showed last season that he is a valuable player for the Clemson Tigers in the running back position. He can come out there and gain those hard grinding yards, but he also has a little bit of speed to him. He's not as fast or as quick as Lynn J. Dixon or even Michael Dukes or even Darian Rincher, but he's one of those guys that can definitely get out there and run the ball for Clemson consistently. He can be a three-down running back force. I think Lin Jay might be the one running back that's a four-down guy for us right now. I think he can play him in all downs. Chez, I'm not exactly sure you can keep him in there in passing downs just because of the fact that he's not really shown to be a pass-catching running back yet. That might be a facet that we try to highlight this season. Again, we want to we want to see what happens with those guys. Again, we're not talking about the young guys yet. We haven't even gotten to them yet, but I think those guys will have their opportunity to really come out and play. Uh, Darian Rincher is back for another season. I think he's going to get more playing time than people really think. I think it's going to be a three-headed dragon between Dixon, Malusi, and Rincher. And I know a lot of you guys are going, oh, but what about Will Shipley and Mafa? Again, haven't gotten to them yet. I'll tell you more about what I think they're going to do with those guys going on later on in this uh, segment. But I think that Darian Rincher has put a lot of time in. It's called sweat equity. <laughs> he's been out there giving a whole lot of blood, sweat, and tears for the Tigers. And he's really good, like, essentially running back coach. He's an assistant running back coach because he's been there for so dang long that, you know, you can really use him out there to help the younger guys with small situational football things. Now, Darian Rincher is the flip side of Ches Malusi, where Ches Malusi is not necessarily going to be out there at third and ten. You're, you're going to have Darian Rincher out there at third and 10 because he can be a pass catcher. He can be a little bit of a blocker. We'll see what happens with that. But I, I really like Darian Rincher. 
He finally got a touchdown last season. I was rooting the kid on. Really good stuff. But I think that's what's going to happen. You also have Kobe Pace, Michael Dukes in that mix-up. I think Michael Dukes might get shuffled around a little bit. He might end up being more of a special teams contributor, might end up being changed a different position. I could be completely talking out of my head on that one. But I do think that Michael Dukes is going to get pushed down a little bit. I think Kobe Pace, uh, in the limited amount of snaps that we saw of him last season, did really good. Pretty good as according to PFF as well, too, uh, with his snap grades. I really like him. I think he did great. He only had about 50 snaps last season. Still, that's more than Michael Dukes did with 19 snaps last year. I think there's a big deal uh, with having a guy like Kobe Pace be on track or on pace, <laughs> no pun intended, to be a really good running back for Clemson going forward. We're going to rely on his talent. But these young guys, I got to go ahead and talk about them. Will Shipley, five-star running back, and Phil Moffat, four-star running back out of North Carolina and Georgia, respectively. These guys are going to be the difference for Clemson in the future. Now, Will Shipley, I think, is the X factor, not just because everybody is all rooting for Will Shipley. It is what it is. I think his skill set is unique to Clemson in the fact that Clemson can now start running some 21 personnel, some 22 personnel. What that means, first numbers, amount of running backs. Second numbers, amount of tight ends. Clemson can run two back sets now because you can have one guy out there designated to be a pass catcher. The other guy, he can even run the ball or whatever. You can do a lot of different things in that situation. Will Shipley's skill set is so that he can out be out there as a slot receiver. He could end up being a receiver for Clemson in the future. Who knows? He's got great size at 5'11", 210 pounds. He'll probably play closer to 190, 200 at Clemson, but I really like what he can do. He's got great speed. And the one thing is that we know how Travis Etienne became a great pass catcher for the Clemson Tigers, but Will Shipley is a different kind of pass catcher. He runs routes like a wide receiver. I don't know if you've ever seen this. Go look at his film. He can actually run the routes just as good as any of our receivers that we have on roster now. He's that good at it. So I, I think that's going to open up Clemson a lot. And then Phil Moffat is just going to be a bruiser. He's by far the biggest running back that we're going to have at just under 6'2 and 220 pounds. And a lot of people like to say, oh, he's going to be the bruiser. It's going to be thunder and lightning. No, he has a little bit of both. He has some shake on him, too. He can go out there and really juke some players, but he can also turn on the Jets and run and bowl people over. So, again, the Clemson running back position is going to shape up to be really good. Now, what happens as far as do they end up eventually having a guy that's going to be a bell cow? I don't see that with Lynn J. Dixon. In the future, that might be a situation that could come about for the Tigers. That's going to be something for C.J. Spiller to figure out. But for now, I really think that the guy that they're going to rely on, the guys they're going to rely on is going to be a multifaceted thing. They're going to have multiple players come in and really keep fresh legs for the Tigers. Watch out again for a guy like Michael Dukes. I think he could have his position changed. I also can see him out there on special teams, returning kicks, possibly returning punts. He can do everything. He's just not quite ready to play this running back position at Clemson, in my opinion. From what I've seen, I think he's a great player, but I don't know that he's ready to be in the rotation uh, in a solid form. Coming up in just a few seconds, we're going to switch it up a little bit. We're going to be talking about the game day designations for the Clemson Tigers in 2021. They've released those. I'll give you a hint to one of them. 
Military Day is a game against a team that I did not want on the schedule whatsoever. We'll talk about all of that and more right here at Locked On Clemson in just a few seconds. Before I do that, though, let me tell you about my friends over at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are all in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They'll give you real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds for the games that are being played. It's the best way to place your bets and free to sign up. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. February is Black History Month, and the Locked On Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and success of black men and women in sports with a new series called Locked On Presents More Than the Game. Right now, you can hear Candace Cooper of Locked On Tar Heels and Erica Ayala of Locked On Women's Basketball discuss the opportunities and challenges that come along with being a black woman in sports. Subscribe to the Locked On Presents podcast feed on radio.com or wherever you get podcasts. Final segment of Locked On Clemson is here. We're going to be talking about the game day designations for 2021. They have been released. Pretty excited about them. We're going to start with the first one, and it's a new one. It's going to be the First Responders Day presented by South Carolina Education Lottery. It's going to be to honor the first responders on the 20-year anniversary of 9-11. That's a pretty big deal. We know how big that was for our country, and we're going to get to play that against South Carolina State. Uh, I'm really excited about that. That's going to have a lot of pomp and circumstance we're going to get to honor the people who lost their lives in that tragedy back in 2001. We're also going to get to see that be mixed with the joy and the energy of the South Carolina State Band. I always love to watch that. HBCUs do such a great job, and I love being able to play the in-state schools and be able to fund South Carolina State they need it, even though they're the sister school of South Carolina Gamecocks, and I can't stand it. It is what it is. I'm excited about that game. Going to definitely try and get to that one if I can. September 18th is going to be versus Georgia Tech, Family Weekend, Football Reunion Day, and Land Grant Day. Pretty big one. Clemson's going to lay the hammer on Georgia Tech, I already know. Clemson's going to get to welcome the families of students back to campus, something that they've been looking forward to for a long time. And the football program is going to welcome its anniversary teams so all the big-time teams is going to be great. Um, and then also Clemson's mission as a land-grant institution is going to be highlighted on that day. We know how important that was for Clemson University. Let's get after it. Love that game. October 2nd, homecoming against Boston College. That's really bad for Boston College for multiple reasons. One, this is going to be the third year in a row that they're going to be playing Clemson in Clemson. The first year they play Clemson because that's the way the schedule is set up. Last year, this past season, they came down to Clemson because they had to reschedule the whole thing and brought Boston College back down to Death Valley. Now, I thought that they were going to try to honor that and just bring Clemson up to Boston College and play in Chestnut Hill. 
kind of make up for the year that Boston College lost at home. But nope, they want to keep this on track so that next season it goes back on track the way it's supposed to be. They're going to play in Chestnut Hill next year, but Boston College is coming down to Death Valley for the third year in a row. Now, we know how important that game was last year. DJ on the Lele's first game because Trevor had to be out with COVID. Very tight game, a nail-biter for a moment. I do not see this game being that way for any reason at all. I see Boston College getting hammered. It's homecoming. The Tigers knew what happened that last year. You know what kind of team you're going to get uh, out of the new coach up there. You know what you're going to get out of Phil Dracovic. You got to be ready to play Boston College. I think they're going to crack skulls in this game. October 30th, Ipte Day Breast Cancer Awareness Game as well, presented by Coca-Cola. We know that Ipte has been around since 1934. It's one of the best things to ever happen for Clemson Athletics and the school in general. Raises a lot of money, gives us an opportunity to have the scholarships that we got. Great day. Also, we know how important that breast cancer awareness is for Dabo Sweeney and his family. Very big deal, and for a lot of the fans out there, too. Uh, so we're going to be seeing a lot of pink. We're going to see a lot of emotions. Florida State owes us for last season. It's going to be a <laughs> another skull cracking. So love that one. I'm going to skip this next one because it gets on my nerves and talk about the last one. November 20th against Wake Forest, Senior Day, Hall of Fame Day. This is the one where you see the guys run down the hill for the last time. It is such an emotional feeling knowing you're no longer going to suit up for the Tigers ever again. It's just like in high school. It's just like going to your job for the last day. It's like breaking up with your girlfriend on the last day. You know it's over, but we also have those mixed emotions of, well, we're going to get to see this young man grow up. He's got his degree already. He's going to get to leave and hopefully be a contributing member of our community, and be a stand-up person. You're also going to see some younger guys, some underclassmen probably declare secretly and go ahead and run down the hill just in case they do declare for the NFL. Or they, they decide it's over. It is what it is, but that day is always emotional, and it's against Wake Forest. I am liking our chances against that game. Um, it also is going to be the Hall of Fame class, so C.J. Spiller is going to be there. Super excited about that. Other guys in the Ring of Honor is probably going to be there, the ones that are alive. Excited about that. Let's go ahead and talk about this last one, though, because I know it's a double standard. I just talked about how I love playing and paying South Carolina State and other in-state schools here in South Carolina because I believe that's actually doing something. We're paying those schools to stay in business. We're paying Wofford and Furman, and we're paying uh, you know, South Carolina State. Hopefully, we can get Coastal Carolina in on this, but we're playing UConn on Military Appreciation Day. I, UConn was debating if they should even play football like two years ago. They were trying to get off the schedule, trying to reschedule this thing so they did not have to come down to Clemson, but they realized that payday is pretty important. So, what ended up happening is we kept them on the schedule. Now it's Military Appreciation Day. Clemson's going to be wearing all purple for that blowout. It's going to be 50 to nothing in the first half. Super excited about that, but not excited about playing UConn. And I don't have a problem playing a group of five teams. Let's play UCF. They got Gus Malls on now. Let's make it happen. Play somebody else. Coastal Carolina, like I just said. App State. Georgia State. Anybody else. But right now... I just, I'm annoyed by that game. I'm just going to be happy by seeing Clemson wear all purple 
because uh, you know back in the day you had to wear those orange pants and purple jerseys and maybe want to throw up but it is what it is with that said we've reached the end of today's episode i want to thank each and every one of you for sticking with us make sure to follow me on twitter at ellis tolbert that's e-l-l-i-s-t-o-l-b-e-r-t for more conversation i'd love to have you and make sure to subscribe to the locked on clemson podcast wherever you get your podcasts for free that way you can get the episodes as they drop when they drop you don't want to miss a single one we're going to keep you up to date with all things clemson athletics Make sure to rate and review the show as well. And as always, it's great to be a Clemson Tiger. I'll catch you right here tomorrow on Locked On Clemson to talk more spring previews.